It's the final word, T20 World Cup Daily. Adam Collins, Jeff Lemon, day 13 for Seabus Super, making your hard work pay off. Uh, Jeff, um, we had two washouts today at the mm-hmm. Cricket Ground, which is why we're back recording in Collingwood, because it was cold and wet at the G, and we came back to be under the roof here where I'm staying. Uh, but what this does provide us with mm-hmm. is a bit of flexibility, because there was a game played... Uh, on the other side of the country last mm-hmm. night that finished at 2am, which meant that it wasn't viable for us to record out of spatch on that game then, but we can yep. do it now. How good's that? We've, yeah, we've been, trying to, we've been trying to figure out how to do this because we did the Australia game at 2am the other day and didn't get finished work until 5am and that was not ideal. No. So then we thought, well, maybe we'll try doing the game in tomorrow's show because technically for us it ends tomorrow so we can roll it into the next day. Um, and then it was only one of the most exciting upsets <laughs> of, of the tournament and away we went. So I think we've got one more Perth game. We'll have to work out how we're going to do that next. Yeah, I think it'll, we'll have to find a compromise somewhere. Mm-hmm. It might be that someone does it for us. We're not quite sure as yet. But last night, um, Jeff... Pakistan, who lost on the final ball against India at the mm-hmm. MCG on Sunday, played Zimbabwe on the back of a no result against South Africa. Uh, what happened? 30 seconds. Good start for Zimbabwe. 42-run opening partnership, then both openers out in quick succession. Uh, didn't go too well after that. Williams top scored with 31. Got a little bit of help at the bottom of the order from Brad Evans with 19 quick runs. 130 shouldn't have been enough. And then both openers gone quickly. Evans gets Barbarazam out. Rizwan plays on to Musrabani. Suddenly they're amongst it. Sharmasu plays really well, gets them through close to the end, and he gets out stumped. They need, what, four off the last four balls? And they botched it. They were, what, eight down by that point. Shaheen Shafridi. Couldn't get him home. One down the ground, not three. And uh, Zimbabwe win by a run. Well captured. Uh, I like the bit. I think it was on the Crick Buzz text commentary that in the last over, they require 10 to win Pakistan. And they hit, is it a three, then a four, or a four, then a three? Whatever it was. They did a three off four balls. It was a three, then a four. Right. Then and, a single. And Winviz had them at that point. Mm-hmm. 98% chance of winning. Now, I remember one other time when there was a side that 98% mm-hmm. chance of winning. It was uh, Bangladesh against India at the 2016 World oh, Cup, yeah. and, and they managed to, to botch it. Um, and it was probably Australia against England in, uh, at Headingley in 1981. Yes, that, that's who that would be retrospectively, about mm. 98% as well. But uh, yes, Pakistan lose on the last ball for the second time. For the yep. second time, Mohamed Nawaz is uh, out in the middle in the mm. final over, and uh, and uh, oh. he got, got a feel for the guy. I mean, he wasn't meant to bowl over 20 the other night. It's just the way things played out. No, and I he got... probably wasn't meant to be batting in over 20 exactly. uh, if, if things had gone better. So it's, I'm going to say right up front of the show, it's not Mohamed Nawaz's fault. <laughs> Don't be mad at him. History has conspired against him, but he will be yeah. waking up in a cold sweat in 30 years' time thinking it's the 40th over of a T20 international and he's going to have to do something. Well, at least I hope he is. Uh, Yeah, that's probably the best case scenario. Um, Now, the the game itself, the Zimbabwean side that we've spent Mm -hmm. a lot of time talking about over the last few months, and I'm kind of glad we have. We we picked the right horse to Mm -hmm. sort of back in ahead of this World Cup, the long Zimbabwe special. We did the interview with Sekunda Raza, who was player of the match again last night. It feels like he's racking up. I don't know what they're getting for player of the match in this tournament. They're getting a a little gobbler or something. I hope so. I hope they're getting a medallion. Yeah, well, yeah. A big barrel of Aramco oil you can take home with you and refine yourself. It's good fun. Get the kids involved. Refine it yourself. Pop it in the car. Something for everybody. And pop it in the recycling bins. Yeah, the front. make sure you recycle your Saw plastic bottles. Saw that on the bottles. scoreboard at the G again. Oh, yeah. Um, but I mean, he, he didn't make bulk runs this time. I think he was out for nine or something like that. But uh, as it is with these experienced all-rounders, he, he still finds a way to contribute. Uh-huh. Two wickets in two balls. Another in his next over. Um, gets the danger man, Sean Masood, strangled down the leg side when he was on mm-hmm. about... 
I think it was 44 or something like yep. that. Looked like he was going to be the match winner. With only 129 runs to play with, you've got to take wickets. You've got to keep the pressure on. Yep. And that's what Raza did. Well, yeah, he was 44 off 38, Shannon Masood. Um, and, and he's just played so nicely under these pressure situations. Yeah, yeah. They've suited him. It's like it's it's like playing first-class cricket in a way, the, the way that he had to deal with the Indian fast bowling and the way it was moving around at the MCG the other night mm-hmm. and then deal with, a, you know... a, a a low target and the kind of stodginess that can get involved in an innings, he was able to keep things ticking over without getting overly aggressive. Um, and I don't know if it was deliberate from Raza or not, but maybe it was. There was pace on the one that he really darted down the leg side and that got Sean Masood tipping over out of his crease and he couldn't get his foot back. It was a rare sight of an umpire popping the finger up on the field instead yep. of doing the big square um, and actually you know, having the courage to make a decision. But it was the over before that. I mean, he gets... The one hit down the ground that gets caught straight on the boundary, that can happen. But the way he floats the ball up to Haider Ali, hangs it in the air a little, beats the shot across the line and hits him on about the ankle in front of middle and they mm. reviewed it. It was one of those three reds you know, sort of reviews where where um, you'd, you'd be wanting to take that back. But, you know, he's, he just he found a way um, and, and he talked about after the game about how he'd watched this video of Ricky Ponting pumping him up. There was a, the ICC, oh, yeah, 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 the ICC, the ICC and, clip. Yeah. And shot a video of Ponting saying, oh, really into the Skandaraz I've been watching him and he was like wow Ricky Ponting knows who I am and so he got <laughs> all excited and, and went out and put this performance together yeah I, I saw Zainab Abbas today at the back of the, the commentary boxes and I think she filmed that with Ricky Ponting and they were like right. you know it, it's quite a nice thing when your work gets recognised by yeah. a player who actually watches and engages with it as Raza does we, we've sort of had a fair bit to yeah. a fair bit of correspondence back and forth with him since interviewing him and he knows that this is a time in his career to enjoy he's 36 years of age this is probably going to be the high point of his international career unless he goes on to be on the on the big stage in two years time in the Caribbean that would seem yeah. unlikely at 38 so uh, he's making it count while he's in the form of his life that final over to go back there so it's Brad Evans okay. bowling it Jeff the last ball and, and a point on that I mean Brad Evans hasn't played a match in yeah, all the, through yeah. all the qualifying stage um, and through the tournament so far through the Super 12s got called into the team had to make runs with the bat, hit a big six down the ground, yep. um, 19 off not many at the end, just to push them up to something competitive. I mean, that was all the difference, his innings in the end, given how the middle order fell apart. Mohammed Wasim Jr. also came into the side for Pakistan, took yep. four for 24, I think it was. You know, ex- exceptional performance for a medium pace bowling all-rounder to come in, got one of the openers, went through the middle. And then they're like, okay, Evans, here you go, champion. You know, chuck you the ball in the 20th over with 11 to defend and let's see how you go. And, and he, especially, and I mean, I was going to say, especially when, it, when it's uh, three to defend with four deliveries to go and, you know... Four off four, four off the last four. And, and, your, yeah. and your tournament is hanging by a thread because despite how well Zimbabwe have played, they, they have, they're, they're in that situation where they, they need to win this game. It, it's just a... Tram. It's just the necessity that the 86 tram, the famous 86 gonna, tram down Smith Street. prove that we're in Melbourne. Uh, what was the, the bedroom philosopher's line? What do you get if you cross a psychiatric hospital with a roller coaster? The 86 tram. <laughs> Goes up and down a lot of hills. Yes, yeah. there's, um, there's, a, there's the, the bar out the front of a tram stop down there, which is called, uh, it's called 86, isn't it? Right mm. at the front of the, the next tram stop down in that direction towards town. Anyway, enough about Melbourne. Visit melbourne.com. Um, uh, where are we? We're talking about Brad Evans. So... Yep. In that last over, when he when he holds his nerve and gets Muhammad, not yeah. Muhammad was him, he gets uh, no, he gets Muhammad Nawaz, Nawaz yeah. uh, caught uh, after to, the dot ball. So he bowls the, the one outside right. the off stump, slash and a miss, uh, and I think he took the pace off that one and, and deceived him, and then he then he gets him sort of toe ending one to mid on that gets caught at the edge of the circle, jumping back. I wanted to come to the last ball. So 
you know, the last ball, Shaheen Shahafridi's on strike. Not known for his batting, although he did hit runs against India a couple of mm-hmm. nights ago. Down the ground, they don't get back for two. Sure enough, it's Raza uh, on the job, who sets himself 10 yards inside the circle to yep. ensure that they wouldn't get back for the inside second. The so, boundary, so yeah. yeah, good fielding, well well, yeah. well, well, mapped out there from uh, from, from the Zimbabwean Brains mm. Trust. And they, but, had, they had mid-off up and mid-on back, but mid-on wasn't that far back. Yeah. They, were, they were both coming in to cut that ball off. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. Mohammed was him junior. You mentioned he took four foot with the ball. He took four yards head start. And the rest. <laughs> and the rest. And like as we've always said, you're perfectly entitled to do so. But Brad Evans has tweeted out early nominee for the anti Hall of Fame, see mm-hmm. by super.com.au. Um, we'll come to that in more depth later. But if you if you that fa- Brad Evans has tweeted tonight, I uh, he's seen the screen grabs. And I don't mean like, you know, the red arrows, it's just a very crude sort of screen grabs of sure. how far you know, crudely, how far he was cheating, which is fine. I say cheating. I don't mean cheating. I mean, I mean, how many, how much gaming? How much, gaming. You're, you're, gaming. Allowed, you're allowed to do it. Perfectly fine to do it. Yes, oh, but I would never. I would never mancad. Hashtag spirit of cricket. Oh. Fuck off. It's ridiculous. Come on, Brad. What do you say? And then I think he said something like in the next tweet, or um, oh, there's got to be a, a a way to deal with this. I mean, there is a way. There is a way. Uh, Vinu mancad um, is all over it. Yeah. Um, you should read about him. Yeah. Um, he, he was an ideas man. And he a had law, an idea, and, and he followed the and idea. And there's a through. law in the game that, that specifies um, how you keep. Uh, a batter in check in, uh-huh. in this sense and he yeah. should have run him out from the last ball now he probably wasn't thinking ball. about that both both of those deliveries the, the, even the one even the, the, the second last ball before Brad Evans is even in his delivery stride <laughs> Mohamed Wazim's out of the crease he's yeah. just he's just going to the shops he's going to buy a ticket to Barcelona he's got an easy jet special he's, he's it's incredible he's just I, I suppose I suppose if you're a batter not that Mohamed Wazim Jr. would necessarily know the, the man cad use of Brad Evans in the lead up to the game no but if you did Right, so who said recently, oh, I would never do it? Jimmy Anderson. All, all of the English players. Let's do, well, not all of them, because some no. of them have a more... Some, it, some of them have more nuance here, but Jimmy's Broad, quite... Broad and Anderson are very anti- I, No, no, I think Broad, Broad, is, Broad has gone on a bit of a journey. I, no, Anderson hasn't. Him, well, we've certainly seen him post about it before, saying yeah. he's very against it. No, well, I'm... Do you think, do you probably think he's paying more attention around? to this? Okay. Anyway, Broad's, been, Broad's been more nuanced than it. Now, Anderson's not. Anderson's just, no, not happening, never, no way, right? Mm-hmm. If you know that, if Jimmy was playing white ball cricket still, yeah. and you were Mohammed Wazim Jr. there... Just take off like Carl Lewis, right? Totally. I just I mean, start halfway up. Yeah, you. Well, what I just you, start what, next to the what striker. What are you going to do, buddy? What are you going to start do? next to the striker? What are you yeah. going to do? I'm already here. I've already yeah. run a single. Anyway. Bowl the ball. Anyway, um, that, that, it's a sidebar on, on what was a thrilling finish and oh. the commentary from Pommy and Bangwa on telly was great. I'm really capturing the moment. Former mm-hmm. Zimbabwean player, of course, had the right guy on the call. Yep. There with Buzzard Khan, who was gutted knowing that Pakistan are almost certainly out of the tournament barring and, some very unusual set of circumstances now in group yeah, two. And, and, and I mean, I said the other day, maybe Sri Lanka are the new Pakistan. Maybe Pakistan are trying to claim that back. <laughs> they needed 43 off 39 balls with seven wickets in hand. That is a stroll in T20. Takes some doing, doesn't at it? At this level, that is Solution a walk there. in the park. And and I'd think, don't come down on the players in the last over. That's not like you, you always focus on the events of the last over, as that's where it's won and lost. It's it's the position leading up to that. It was the quiet overs after uh, the wicket of Shamasud. There was an over that went for three. There was one that yep. went for seven. You know, you've got to be able to be more proactive than that when things are a little bit difficult. That uh, last comment on the the mighty chevrons. Um, they are a decent chance to progress. I mean, things still need to go right for them. They need to hold their nerve against Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying they... But they do play a lot of cricket against, against Bangladesh. Bangladesh. And they, they beat know, them and semi-regularly. They, and they beat them in a bilateral one-day series this year for the first time yep. in a long time. So that's a good matchup for Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. Um, if they get the job done there, 
in a weird kind of roundabout way, they get a free hit against India. Yeah. And the reason I say that is that in all probability, India are going to win all their group games. Right. So so they're up and away in one spot. And yeah, yeah, everyone's duking it out for second spot. And in that context, it doesn't really matter if you don't beat them so long as that, so long as South Africa don't beat India. Yeah. What you end up getting there, which. Is could, dyna- well, could easily happen because South Africa are playing bloody well. But, but for the sake of my little hypothetical here, okay. let's assume that India beats South Africa. Okay. What you then require, funnily enough... That'll be popular in the comments too. ...is, is, <laughs> is Pakistan to knock off South Africa uh-huh. and Zimbabwe to beat Bangladesh and beat the Netherlands. Okay. That's all they need. Because the need. problem that Zimbabwe have in relation to South Africa, despite having drawn yeah. their game in a rain-affected washout a couple of nights ago, is South Africa are off to the races on net run rate. And yeah. Zimbabwe will never catch up. Yeah. So they need Quinton to get a full game up on them. On net run rate is beating every other team in yeah. the competition, yeah, that's basically. Right. So they need, they need Pakistan to do them a solid and come back and beat South Africa, which is exactly the kind of thing Pakistan might do because they're not a bad team. They're not going to go through the group stage unbeaten. Well, they're not going to go through the group stage and not beat a full member. Sorry, I mean, they're not going to go... Uh, that's what I mean. Without beating a foot, they're the going to opposite a f- of unbeaten. They are yeah. going to go through unbeaten. They're not going to go through unbeaten, but they're also no, going to be I, entirely beaten. You know what I mean. I, I, I hear you. I think people watching and listening will understand what your point. They're not, they're not going to go through an entire T20 World Cup and not beat a full member nation. So why not South Africa? Mm. That would keep Zimbabwe right amongst it, potentially into the final four. Very different mm-hmm. situation over in Group 1 where four teams are on three points and mm-hmm. two are on two points after. Ireland and Afghanistan were washed out within yep. 90 minutes of the um, of the presumed start today, 4.30pm. They put a pin in that because there was no way in the world that game was taking place yep. due to the rain at the G. But Sri Lanka and New Zealand have a game in hand yeah, and that's is, against each other. Yeah, well, let's just come through what, what happened today in terms of points first. So. Okay. They get a point each, obviously, for the no result. Ireland moved to three, Afghanistan to two. Disappointing for Afghanistan, both of their games at the MCG got washed out this mm-hmm. week. They'd be galling for a country that's done so much, such a great story, but don't get to play uh, on that great ground. And then in the other game, England-Australia, which was effectively an elimination final. Because neither side lost, mm. both teams can still qualify. When we woke up a couple of days ago, we're thinking, well, one of England and Australia are not making it through. Now we're like, well, actually, weirdly... Both can make it through because they take a point. Yep. They live to fight another day. Mm-hmm. Um, let's deal with the decision first to not play tonight. They could especially both make it through if Sri Lanka beat New Zealand. That would that would help both Australia and England by opening things up, which could happen because Sri Lanka have been playing yep. really well in between playing really badly. Well, they won the Asia Cup, uh, and they and they um, have had, had some good Australia results soundly at home a few yeah, months ago. They did. Well, let's deal with this first and come back to the, the weather and and the, and the decision that was made this evening and the climate more generally on the eastern seaboard of Australia, acutely in Melbourne. Um, you refer to that Sri Lanka-New Zealand game. Just for the sake of the conversation, mm-hmm. except that New Zealand will probably win that, like, okay. because that, that's an easier way to frame it up. It means that New Zealand, Australia and England are all in the, in the boat of having had lost a game, yeah. as in lost a game to weather. Mm-hmm. So their net run rates all might come up against each other, which is really interesting because I think we reckon, well, sorry, I think we thought that, well the way things are placed, net run rate in this mm. group may not mean an awful lot. Now, it might mean everything because the three sides for two spots might be separated yes. by net run rate. Now, That's only if England beat New Zealand. That's if England beat New yeah. Zealand on Tuesday night. That's mm-hmm. being played at the, the Brisbaneian. Woolen Jabber. Yeah. So that's, that's a huge game. All the games are big at this stage, mm-hmm. but some are bigger than others, as, yep. as the Smiths sung. Um, and if New Zealand don't get over the line against England, you yeah. are going to have three sides okay. where net run rate will separate them. Now, we declared a few days ago that Australia's net run rate was cooked. It's unlikely they could make it up. 
how interesting with Ireland and Afghanistan ahead of them, mm -hmm. if they know that with a net run rate of, you know, pretty much even, it, it might be negative one. It's not, it's not. It's, it, it's negative it, 1.555 at the moment. Right, there you go. And England's like plus two or something like that. They might need to catch England or New Zealand. They might have to. England's not that. For England's only barely in the positive. Well, either way, yeah. Australia could be in a situation yeah. against Ireland, despite being about four or five days from the group stage ending, where they're like, well, okay, we need to thump Ireland. Mm -hmm. We need to thump Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be enough just to win. Yeah. And Ireland have just beaten England. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a tough spot for Australia to be in. They, they, yeah. But, we, but in saying need... that, at least they, they managed to navigate to that. Because yeah. if England beat them this evening, if that goes ahead, mm. even in a five-hour thrash, over. it's game over. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, you know, they might be saying we need to make 240 and, um, and do it in that kind of way. So it could happen. I don't know. Who knows? But, but everything can be thrown out when you get an unexpected result because all of this is based on us assuming that results are going to go a certain way. We don't know what's going to happen. The future is not written. Uh, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. I reckon we should do it in the Seabus Super Hall of fame. Seabus okay. uh, Super, making your hard work pay off. Seabussuper.com.au. Um, we mentioned a couple of days ago, Jeff, mm -hmm. that they don't destroy you with additional nonsense charges and pry extra dollars out of your pocket. Yep. Um, they have an admin fee. They, 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 they service the work they're doing on your money. Mm -hmm. And the money, it's for members by members. It's, it's, it's made to, this everything is, is made to benefit members. And that's why they're an industry super fund. The they're not a company. They're not owned. They don't have shareholders. They don't have anyone else who needs to get your money. Their job is just to look after your money. And that's it. That's their sole purpose for existing. And they've got a fine record as well. 8.88% uh, is their average return over 38 years, going back to when they started in 1984. Member owned, member started, member run, member, member, member. Sign up at cmasuper.com.au. That like went well. like your life in politics. That went well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, um, and of course, past performance is no reliable indicator in future performance and, and we always urge you to uh, get your super sorted out because a lot of people don't and they regret it I know I had about nine different super accounts at one stage mm -hmm. someone got my super sorted out for me about eight years ago yep. and I've been ever grateful to that person it's actually easier than you think if you go to cbysuper.com.au and you try and get your super sorted out someone will go and do the hard work for you nice. of getting all those accounts lined up and moved all into their fund, and then you're through to the semis without dropping a set. Right, Hall of Fame. Uh, Hall of Fame. It's maybe it's maybe it is the weather chat because every time That's it, yeah. every time there is uh, rain at an event, then people get very angry about there being rain at the event, and they're like, "Well, obviously, you should never schedule an event in this place at this time where it is currently raining." Never hold a World Cup in England. They said no, in 2019, 2019 when a few games rained out. Remember that the first two weeks were, were awful. But well, they uh, were, I mean, there were three days rained out, yeah. and it was sufficient for people to say, "Well." What a disgrace. They should have the World Cup held in parts yeah, of the world where yeah. it doesn't rain. Why do you play cricket in the country that invented cricket? <laughs> no, never have it here again. Um, and the end of that World Cup, as you might remember, worked out pretty well. Um, some people seem to have a pretty good time. Similar kind of vibes going around at this point. Um, I have the newsflash for you. It rains in all countries. Uh, I've even seen it rain in Abu Dhabi uh, when we were there watching You've cricket You've even happen. seen it rain at a T20 World Cup in India, if I recall correctly. I, I have. There you was, were there in 16. Uh, they, they nearly had India-Pakistan washed out. They moved yep. it from Dharamshala to Kolkata, where it almost got washed out there, and they got it on at about 11.30 at night or whatever it was. You know, something fairly ridiculous where they managed to, to get that game played, um, but, you know, only with extreme measures taken. And that wasn't going to happen at the MCG tonight because it was absolutely soaked and it wasn't safe, and the players didn't really fancy... Going going out there and injuring themselves for the sake of a group match at the World Cup. Yeah, and I think it was the right result. Uh, you know, having been out there for much of the day, um, what you're asking players to do is to satisfy 
the whim of those invested in the tournament ticking over, and I don't have a problem with those people, by the way. Like, it, it's their job to try and get the game on. But it's the job of the umpires to make sure the field of play is safe, and it's very clear that from the body language of Aleem Dahl that he wasn't satisfied about that. You could see. And Aaron Finch spoke in the post-game about the, the member side of the ground being just sodden. Now, and he talked about changing direction. You know, it's easy to say, oh, when I played synthetic cricket 20 years ago and mm. we just went out there and played the minute that the, the rain stopped. Yeah. No, you know, a bit different when you're playing recreational cricket compared to yeah. full throttle international stuff. We saw uh, for Zimbabwe a couple of nights ago. Richard and Grava go down uh, Twist an ankle Africa. at one point. Yeah. Imagine Pat Cummins does a knee and it doesn't... And, and I'm not saying... I'm, not, I'm just using that as the most extreme example. If the Australian test captain needs a knee reco because he's charging out into the deep and he twists his knee sure that can happen on a dry track as well but it's more likely to happen uh, when the surface is slippery of course it just stands to common sense Mm -hmm. Um, so I think the right call was made there just stepping back and also separate to that I don't want a five over thrash to decide whether the top seed in England or the defending champs in Australia are eliminated I know there's that provision to do it if you've already started a game and it's reduced to five overs so be it but starting a game at 9.45 at night when most of the crowd haven't rocked up due to the awful weather yet I think this is a better outcome for mm-hmm. the tournament even though there wasn't a game played tonight and Jeff on on the climate you, you've been um, reading some work in the Guardian from Simon Burton mm. which go into in a sec but just on the raw numbers that um, average rainfall so excluding the fact that this year we've got La Nina through here at the moment which is bloody annoying um, October is a better month to play than November or December, mm-hmm. and sure, there are there there is less average rainfall in February and March. But where are Australia in February and March again, Jeff? I think oh, they've got to right. go to they're India. in India playing yeah. the Gavaskar Trophy. There's no way in the world they're playing this World Cup in February or March next year. That wasn't happening because mm-hmm. the Gavaskar Trophy needs to be cleared before duh, 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 the IPL. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's not sort of reinvent the wheel here. There, there's inherent logic as to why the comp's being played in October and it's to satisfy what's going on in February, yep. March and April next year and that was always going to be the way mm-hmm. and sure, there are an average of 10 days of rainfall in Melbourne each October and that uh-huh. is more than other months but as you looked into today, well, the type of rain is different this time because of the weather patterns we're getting. It's also less overall rain so there's more rain days but there's less rain that actually yeah. falls and it, because it tends to be short and it tends to be broken up showers and that's not what ha- what's happening this year because there are three different weather systems whose names I can't remember <laughs> that are all coming together and, and f- forming a more tropical kind of rain situation where the rain sets in for a longer period of time. So that wasn't necessarily predictable. I mean, what may have been predictable is maybe we should have the stadium with the roof on it as a contingency. But the flip side to that is if you said, oh, we're playing India-Pakistan at Marvel Stadium with 52,000 people in, exactly. as opposed to the MCG with 90,000 All in, hell would break And it had been a nice, dry, clear night, as it ended up being on that night, everyone would have said, oh, what a bunch of idiots. They should have played that at the MCG. You got a 100,000-seater just across town. Why didn't you use that? And you're so, running in from the locket end. What's that all... Who's Gordon Coventry? Hindsight. People who are smug about hindsight are extremely (laughs) annoying. Oh, see, I told you you shouldn't have done that. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm sure you were right out there six months ago saying this should never happen. Uh, Other contenders we've completely missed on our show both yesterday and today. This was ticking yesterday. Pac Bean. Pakistan's Mr. Bean, or Pac yeah. Bean as he's been um, abbreviated on, mm-hmm. on social media. This is a hell of a yarn. If you're watching our show and you're listening to our podcast, we probably don't need to tell you what this is all about. Yep. Um, but the very fact that the Zimbabwean president tweeted out after their win to say, next time send the real Mr. Bean, 
I think says it all in terms of the way this story managed to, to cut through in the last 48 hours or so. So I'm not, I'm not entirely clear on the detail, but my understanding is that at one point a Pakistani Mr Bean impersonator was sent to Zimbabwe being billed as the real Mr Bean. The real Bean. Mr Bean. Um, I don't know who was behind it. I don't know if it was a frontier touring thing. I don't know if it was uh, Gadinsky's former mob and if Mushroom Records was involved. Um, I'm not sure if it was a Lees and West sort of legacy production that they put in place years ago. Might be that. I might be that. Uh, might be that events company that used to run the Melbourne Renegades at the Docklands ah. with the superbikes and all that back. It in might the have day. been the ones who did Fire Festival. Maybe Ja Rule was involved <laughs> with sending Pakistan Mr Bean to Zimbabwe. But whatever it was, they figured out. They cracked the code. It wasn't the real Mr Bean, and they're not happy about it. So it was 2016 at an agricultural festival, and yes, they're, okay. they're still fired up. Apparently, this. Pakistan Mr Bean's done photo ops for Shaheen Shah and oh, yeah. whatnot, which I must see at some point. And how's this? His name? Muhammad Asif. <laughs> the Who same. would have thought that Muhammad Asif would be up to some shenanigans <laughs> and underhand behaviour? Uh, one more nomination from me. How good were the Afghanistan fans, few as they were uh, at the MC? They were still, they were still yeah. making plenty of noise. Like three hours after their game was cancelled, Rashid Khan went up to all of them and was wonderful with them, as mm-hmm. you'd expect from the great young man that he is. So, again, feel sorry for the Afghanistan fans and players. They didn't get the, the, the full MCG experience, mm-hmm. but... Um, hopefully that, that'll come again in the fullness of time. Well, I think that's enough from us for today. We've managed to do 25 minutes on two washouts and a game from last <laughs> night. Uh, it's the final word, World Cup Daily, day 13. Shake cloth in space. Uh, Shake cloth in space. That's the only way to do it, as uh, we've discussed We'll before, get some drones out there. Get some drones in a big formation to, to make a big water drop in the sky and have it descend on the ground. That's how you know when the game's been called off. Um, we are here every day. That's what a daily show is about. So we'll be back for... Day 14 tomorrow and onward and onward and onward. Patron.com slash the final word. If Just you want, one game tomorrow on a Saturday. You wanna, one, there was three games on a Thursday and one game on a Saturday. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense to me. Um, <laughs> yep, yep. We're doing that from the pub. Okay, we will. We, we're going to record tomorrow night from the, the commercial club um, up the road in, in Fitzroy. So He's excited. If, you, if you're watching on YouTube, we might have had a beer or two, but we're going to enjoy that. Um, that game that starts about 7 o'clock Melbourne time. All right. Uh, the Commercial Club Hotel is where we will be tomorrow for that show. See you then. Ta-da. You know what I meant. I had to go about it.